Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. I'm doing exactly what they don't want to do if they're applying uh, white-collar defense, where they keep people out of prison. Uh, like guns, 27 times on my resume. It's just bringing it up, for example, with people that may know you. Let me tell you the way that resumes of good attorneys that advance and partners look like. They're dry. They don't contain the stuff. Now, they may leave the law firm and run for Congress or something, but for the most part, they don't contain this sort of stuff. No one cares if you're interested in a practice area you're not doing. They just don't care. Law firms are only interested in hiring people who have experience doing the work, recent experience, and are committed to it. So sometimes people will litter their resumes with more garbage and activities that make it even more confusing. So you look at this resume and you all you want to see, you have an opening for whatever, a corporate attorney, a personal injury attorney, a, a real estate attorney. And all of a sudden, the they, their current job, for example, might be a litigation attorney doing commercial litigation. For that, they were a tax attorney. They helped an entertainer with tax issues, work on a trust. And so if you look at this, I want you to see the consistencies here. It's entertainment. It's entertainment. It's entertainment. This is what they think is important on their resume. And and this is all, then they're listing all these things about entertainment. This is pretty clear. The person wants to be an entertainment attorney. They could have listed other types of matters that they worked on, but they thought entertainment was the most important. This person cannot apply uh, for entertainment jobs because they because it makes it look like for non-entertainment jobs because it makes it looking um, doing exactly what they don't want to do if they're applying for those. So clearly, this attorney doesn't want to be a litigator, family law, or tax attorney. And it's a complete waste of money and time. This is the kind of stuff I see when I review resumes all the time. And whoever hires someone for one of these roles would have to be insane. They're only going to gravitate towards your entertainment clients. They're, they don't know what they want to do. You need to have one practice area and commit to it. So take a look at all the practice areas on BCG. Read, read what's going on in these practice areas. Like what, what is, what is, what are the niches that you could put yourself in? What are the niches that you could look like uh, you're consistently doing? Because the more you put on your resume and the more practice areas and things, the further you're going to get away from a job. This is really most I can say about this. I've said a lot. I really want you to get a position. I, I don't know what else I can do to make this clear, but you need to really focus in on something. And if you're not doing it right now, you need to think about what could I do to make my resume focused on something. If you keep going in different directions, you're never going to be uh, the person you want to be. There's a story. I don't need to tell a story, but most people are what's called dabblers. When the average 12-year-old or 10-year-old tries tennis for the first time, maybe they try tennis and then they try football and then they maybe they go back and they do baseball and then maybe they go back and try a little tennis. Those people that do that are dabblers. And and then maybe they never try tennis again. If you're going to be a really good tennis player, you need to focus on it. You need to do it as much as you can. You need to get a coach. You need to have that coach work with you. You need to continually improve your serve and you need to continually improve your backhand and your your game on the net and your uh, volleys and all of these things. You need to continually work on improving because no one is going to be good at tennis if they're not. And then you need to enter tournaments and get better in the tournaments and then learn from your mistakes and go back and fix them. This is what the best tennis players do. You can't be a great tennis player if you're not working harder and harder and focused on being a tennis player 
than if you just do 15 different things. It's just not going to happen. Look at Michael Jordan, uh, one of the greatest basketball players of all time. He was doing incredibly well. He was the best basketball player arguably in the world. And and then he decides to go do, like he's just this guy that can do anything he wants because he's such a great athlete. He decides to go and try to become a professional baseball player. That didn't work out. You have to be focused from a as much as you can, as long as you can, on doing one thing. And if you do that, you're often going to do uh, very well. And, and that's what you need to do. I want you to become successful. I want you to be uh, the person you're capable of being. And, and I want you to be a good attorney because you can, if, if you start at the age of 25, focused on one thing, and maybe you were even focused on one thing before 25 when you graduate from law school, and you continue to do that, people are going to seek you out and want your help. So the best attorneys do one thing. They focus on doing corporate M&A transactions with mid-sized companies in the petroleum industry or that are private equity-backed technology companies. You focus on one thing, and that's who then you get all the clients uh, and no one else uh, has that experience. I focus on one thing. Uh, I don't do any other type of placements because not that uh, it wouldn't be lucrative and maybe I can make money if I worked on other things, but um, that's actually not the case. I will be better off being focused on one thing um, in the long run than doing multiple things. So here's another piece. Um, I've talked about this a lot before. Um, I've alluded to it so far um, in this webinar. Uh, I'll talk about it a little bit more now. Um, This is getting worse. Uh, Resumes are doing more of this than they used to. uh, And I don't know why, uh, but I guess it's just the state of the world that we're in right now. But uh, you do not want to make your resume a social piece Uh, that has nothing to do with being a law firm attorney. Um, This country is in a socio-political war. All you need to do is review um, the the news uh, between competing people, between people trying to put their opponents in jail and vice versa, presidents. And it's a war. The fact that Republicans and Democrats hate each other with a vengeance should be obvious. People in the past were fighting about statues. They were fighting about having fewer or less police. There's people rioting in the streets and breaking into groups, breaking into stores. Uh, People are being ostracized and taken out of the job market and society for remarks that they made decades ago or that were misinterpreted. Some people hate the Supreme Court. Television, movies, and every form of entertainment is now suspect, and people are making sure that everything's changed there so they reflect the values of us different people. Um, People are mad about, uh, as usual, which has been going on forever, abortion, guns, political parties, police, all this sort of thing. Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do. And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not gonna find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, 
We include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. And I look at resumes all day. And and again, I'm not criticizing anybody for being on one side or the other, because frankly, this stuff, how society changes for the better or worse, but, but it's what it is. And you have to understand um, that an attorney, their job is to be able to take sides on both sides of an issue. You have to be able to argue for one day for putting, what does a prosecutor do? A prosecutor puts people in prison and then they come out and then they decide to do a white collar defense where they keep people out of prison. This is just how it works. So I've been looking, I look at resumes all day and here's what I've started to see. I see the education, the law school. Then I see the person's a member of some group in law school. Then I see them list their uh, being on a member group task force. Then I see them take classes in that member group for group affiliation. Then I see their college and same thing, a group. And then they may list extensive coursework and whatever this group is. And then in their experience, they talk about how they were a member of the group. And then they talk about how they did pro bono for the group. And then and sometimes I'm starting to see resumes. And again, these are resumes I'm seeing of people that are unemployed and they can't understand why they're not getting their job. So they literally, they're just pushed out of these firms and, and they think that they don't know why. And sometimes they're pushed out just because they're not doing good work. But, but then when they're or they maybe the firm's laying people off, but then they're not getting jobs and other people are. And and what they do a lot of times is they start off their resume talking about how they're the member of the association of gun rights or whatever, and that they did pro bono work for people trying to carry guns. And then and then they'll have a one line about the fact that they're whatever type of attorney and did a little bit of work. Come on, like that person is not going to get hired because obviously the, the, this, all these social causes uh, of being a gun rights advocate are much more important to them than whatever work that they're doing. And the interest, they'll talk about being a member of the group. They'll talk about being a member of another group that's related to the same affiliated group. The publications, they'll have all these papers uh, about the groups. Again, I look at these resumes all day, every day. And these are the people that aren't getting jobs. So you don't want to list these papers about all these groups uh, or affiliations that you've written. You're obviously very much on the side of these things, but it's not helping you. The only thing that's going to help you is if you do papers about your practice area or or that sort of thing. Uh, Academic papers or what about uh, a group aren't going to help you. Um, So I ask myself, what's going on here? If you're a Republican, an environmentalist or whatever, you don't need to tell me about your opinion repeatedly throughout your resume. All that's showing is that your your, commitment to that opinion is more important than your commitment to your practice areas. I care. Only thing I care about is the sort of work that you do. That's it. That's the only thing an employer cares about. For me, I make money when people get hired. That's how it works. And so as a business person, I need to concentrate and look at what's getting people hired. And if I thought all this stuff would help you, uh, I would tell you to go gung-ho and list as many group affiliations and your political stance on various issues. I would tell you to get it on your resume and, and do whatever you can. But all I know is that people that do this don't get hired. That's all I care about. I don't know why they don't get hired. It's not my business to look into an employer's motivation, but they typically do not get law firm jobs. So regardless of your, and sometimes they do out of school. I'm not saying that if you go to 
uh, Columbia Law School and you're at the top of their class, no one's going to hire you if you have this stuff. But um, ultimately, when they're looking for lateral attorneys, uh, they want people uh, uh, to, to be committed to something. Uh, they just don't, um, and they don't want, they want them to be committed to working in a law firm and enthusiastic about it. Again, if you want to, do you think you're going to be able to get a job in a major city? I saw this once. I saw a guy that had been at the top of his class at Yale College, had been waitlisted at Yale Law School, and had gone to the University of Virginia Law School, where I went. And, and then all he did was play polo and was part of these different groups that did things uh, with polo and listed that he was a Republican and a member of the Mayflower Society, which is, I guess, for people whose relatives came over in the Mayflower, and he thought that would help him get a job. No, it didn't. He literally didn't get a summer associate job, and then he didn't get a job after he graduated, even though he went to a good law school and did well. Listing that stuff on your resume, that you're special, more special than others because you came over on the Mayflower and now you play polo, and is not going to help you. And it's probably not a good thing to list that you're a diehard Republican if you're trying to get a job in New York City. It just doesn't work. Law firms hire people to be advocates for their clients. They hire people that want to do that type of work. So the larger the law firm, the, law, the more likely those clients are going to be powerful, wealthy groups and people. And so as people and businesses become wealthier, more powerful, they want employees and, and attorneys to, whose politics aren't going to interfere with the service they're getting. They can afford to act this way. They're paying. They want efficiency, meritocracy. They want loyalty. And they don't want attorneys who undermine them and, and serve their causes instead of the attorneys. And so the law firms, this is what happens all the time. Young attorneys go to law firms. And when they go to the law firm, they decide that they want to, that people that are on the wrong side of whatever politics they believe don't deserve good representation. And therefore, they're going to try to undermine it or not give them that. Or sometimes they'll just flat out refuse to work on certain matters. And the fact of the matter is almost all employers and companies that they represent want to run businesses that make money and businesses that get behind so will get behind social causes if it benefits them but to the extent it does not benefit them uh, they will not I can't list uh, the number of companies that have decided to get on the side of a social issue and how much it's hurt them Disney used to be tax exempt there's and and now so all these things, hurt businesses when they do it. And it also hurts the, the people that work there because they can't afford to pay them as much. And businesses and the people who own them, they don't. They want lower taxes. They want uh, easier business climates. They want fewer lawsuits against them and much more. And if you want to make your resume about social issues, go ahead and knock yourself out. But what's going to happen is people will avoid you. I'm not sure how many different ways to say this. I'm not sure um, how much to stress it to you. I'm not sure how how it's going to help you. I'll give you a couple of examples. I just one. So when I went to college, I started taking all of these because I liked them. I was exposed to them as a freshman. I had to take these classes. All of these classes and that were basically about sociology, how the government needed to step in and help all these different groups and how it was awful that what was going on, how this is part of history and how history needed to change and all these things. So I was very much on the side of people that needed help. And then I actually went and spent my summers uh, creating work for those people and writing letters of recommendation. And, but the point of the matter was, is 
I did all that on my resume and, and I interviewed for positions as a trying to get a job before I went to law school with companies. And no one um, in their right mind, um, mind you, uh, was interested in me uh, because that's all I talked about. They knew that if I went to work there, um, that's what it would be. You, you just, you can't. Um, and so sometimes schools will push you to go on to one side of a social cause and give you good grades for it. But in the real world, you have to leave the stuff off if you want to. In my case, I was trying to work in investment banks. I needed to get that stuff off my resume. And I look at resumes um, all the time and, and, I, and it's getting worse. I looked at a resume and this was actually someone uh, that was working for us that couldn't get a job. And, and I was having talked to candidates um, at BCG. This person had was very highly qualified, great law schools and great law firms, but couldn't get a job. And, and then I realized that the reason this person couldn't get a job is they, they talked about being a member of this same social group over 27 times on their one-page resume, meaning you couldn't get an interview in New York City uh, 27 times he mentioned his affiliation with this group. And he'd been to resume coaches, career counselors, and everyone was afraid to tell him what was wrong with their resume. I was too. If I had told him what was wrong with his resume, I would have been branded someone that was on the wrong side of an issue and in trouble. So why did I hire the person? I hired the person because I think they generally were interested in giving people interview advice, but in this particular and had a, for a certain niche of doing that. But no one would tell this guy what was wrong in his resume. And what was wrong is he was trying to get a position in a law firm representing companies where he mentioned his social political affiliation 27 times. And he spent more time discussing that than um, his 10 years of legal experience. People do not care about this. The focus is your legal experience. He'd been a member of a social affinity group in law school and college and wrote for a social affinity group journal and did social affinity work while practicing law. It was the first thing he listed. And then he worked for a judge who was a member of the social political group. And, and he told that in his resume. And he wrote some law review articles for the social about the social affinity group. And then he led a social affinity group at two law firms. I don't care if this person is proud of being a member of the social political affinity group. I don't care if it's a right wing or left wing or centrist social political group. I don't care. All I care about is getting the person a job. Instead of listing 27 times stuff about the social affinity group, what the person should have done was listed 27 times their commitment to one practice area and had journals about that and memberships and all that sort of stuff. Just think about this. If I list that I'm a Christian 27 times on my resume, is that going to help me? Or if I list that I'm a member of Mensa 27 times on my resume, is that going to help me? If I list my, uh, that I like guns 27 times on my resume, is this going to help me? If I list that I'm pro, pro-life pro or you know, 27 times in my resume, is this going to help me? And this is more common than you think. Now, 27 times, of course, is a lot of time, but a lot of times. But when people do this on their resume, it doesn't benefit them. So if you make your resume a social political document, you're going to immediately alienate tons of people and you have no one to blame, no one but yourself. Do you want to grow your legal career? A lateral move might be the right choice to get you on track for your career goals. Working with a legal placement firm like BCG Attorney Search can open doors for you and help you live the life you dream of. 
If you're looking for a new legal job, send us your resume so we can help. Visit www.bcgsearch.com and click on Submit Resume to be paired with one of our legal placement professionals who will work tirelessly on your behalf to get you your dream legal job. Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today. And if you make your resume for a law firm job, a social political statement, here's what happens. Here's what people think. They think, I hate pro-life people, or I hate pro-choice people, or I hate Democrats, or I hate Republicans. This looks like the sort of person that may discriminate against me. Is this person going to expect myself? And again, I'm not criticizing these pronouns. I think it's important that people are told or, or talked to if they're unsure about their and, and the way they prefer to be talked to. I'm not judging this, and I see the purpose of it. It's but at the same time, you have to be, people are scared of things. Now, they're scared of it now somewhat. I don't know, but there are people that I think are because I've heard of it. I've heard people, not in my business, but in other businesses, make remarks about it. You have to say to yourself, and again, I'm not against this, but but you're throwing you're throwing things in there that that may, you have to be careful. If someone likes it, that they re- like reading the New York Times on Sunday, the New York Times has turned into a very liberal publication. And so people know that, the editorials, the same thing uh, with the Wall Street Journal, it's very conservative and uh, people may not, and the editorials are conservatives. But, and then people often will think if uh, these various things are listed, that they hope that they're not going to get sued by this person, like the last person the group did. And and they'll think that maybe they're more interested in their group than their job. So law firms are risk averse. They also need to hire people that are focused on something. And so these are just all things um, you need to understand. So you can do whatever you want in your resume. You can talk about all these things. You can talk about them as much as you want. I don't, I'm not going to even say anything to you on your resume. I may hint at it, but I'm not going to say, I don't think that you should list that, that you like to spend your weekends in the gun range uh, on your resume, because that may be highly personal to you. And you may call me names uh, if I tell you that and, and try to put me in some sort of box. But um, what I will tell you is this, People who make their resumes, social political documents, get fewer interviews and often do not get hired. It happens all the time. People that go to good law schools and start off with good firms that decide to turn their resumes into this will sit there and not know why they're not getting interviews and won't get hired. So I don't make the rules. It is what it is. They can call it discrimination. I assume it is. But again, someone that is a in the Midwest and is a supporter of conservative causes is probably going to, there's whole towns that are that way. I might mean, have relatives that live in a small town in Ohio, and it doesn't matter who the Republican candidate is. Every single lawn has signs for the presidential. And, and if you show up there and you're like far left, they're not going to like you. Same thing as if those people were to show up in a New Yorker or some very, it's discrimination, whatever, but no one cares. No one cares about these things. I, I, and I'm telling you this because I've just, I've seen so many careers just completely destroyed by this. And I don't like it any more than you do, but I know a guy that was completely just, he looked white, he sounded white, and I'm not saying anything, there's anything wrong with being white. Some people would even call him white bread, but, but he was in the, Federalist Society. He was at the top of his class at a top 10 law school, and he could not get a single interview in all of San Francisco because he made people uncomfortable there. 
It's just, uh, that's not how the climate is there. If you heard about homeless and and the priorities of that city, you will realize that it's a very liberal place. And he made people um, uncomfortable there with his background. I worked with a woman that had experienced a traumatic event, meaning someone had done something very bad to her. And, 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 and she listed what had happened to her, that she was a member of all these support groups and things for what had happened to her multiple times on her resume. And when I say something bad happened to her, it involved traumatic violence. And, and she was in San Francisco and had gone to Stanford Law School, which means that, that there are people there that would have been very sympathetic uh, to her cause. And, but she wouldn't get inter- couldn't get interviews later. So this social stuff is a landmine. I don't care. Like you, I don't care. You can go into politics and announce your, your social stuff. But let me just tell you what happens when you don't put this stuff on there. You get more interviews. People interview you for your strength in your practice area and how good you look for the firm and not, and this stuff doesn't interfere and you're in control. You can be selective about who you reveal the information to. You can make small remarks. If you see someone in the law firm is interested in that and bond with them in a covert way based on that. But you don't you want to alienate certain people unless you want to. You want to show up for interviews with firms and, and people will respect you for not trying to get too far into this. But if you advertise it on your resume, for example, that your father is like a big time uh, businessman with a lot of money, a lot, there's a lot of people that don't like this. They're going to resent you for using this to try to get ahead. Now, you can get into firms other ways through networking and not bringing it up, for example, with people that may know your father, but that that's different. There's really no difference uh, between this and uh, many times in identifying with a group. When you lead with social political statements, you're asking for special treatment because your membership in there, and that you're actually saying that you expect your application to move forward based on your leanings rather than your accomplishments. And again, one of the reasons I bring this up is because certain schools will emphasize that people should be very gung-ho about, will look better if they have this stuff on their resume, but the it, it doesn't help you, is all I'm saying. You really don't want to make any issues out of your social and political views. To succeed, you need to make your resume focused on a practice area and don't list competing areas of law and stay away from those sorts of competing statements, be hired on your merit and be laser focused on your experience. Now, the final thing I just want to say is I don't think there's anything, I, I think it's actually very positive if you're more interested sometimes in uh, social related things. For example, people that went to Yale Law School and, and different law schools are very passionate about these social things. These are the people, by the way, that become important politicians and change the world. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with any of this. These are very good things and characteristics. What I'm concerned about, though, is you working in a law firm, you doing well in a law firm, you advancing the law firm. And if, you're, if you do this stuff well, that's exactly uh, what's going to happen to you. That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com. 